there, it's Mike Tramp, and you're listening to White Lion Fever, where rock and roll is still alive like it always has been and it always will be. The tech holds out, everything works properly. Um, now, I let, let's just start with a really big open-ended question, David. What has this... Um, you know, coronavirus and lockdown and all that, what's it done? What's the impact been on the Toronto Wolfpack? Well, like, like all clubs and, and all sports, um, all leagues, obviously it's meant that um, everyone has to go back to almost, um, you know, ground zero on on what what is going to happen for the rest of the season, what is going to be the impact for 2021 and going forward. So, um, obviously, when uh, the lockdown occurred, and uh, games were suspended. Uh, there was a lot of uh, unknown uh, uh, questions, uh, and so therefore, you know, we had to figure out, you know, what do we really want to achieve, and, and what do we really want to, to look forward to. And, and we've always said that whatever happens this year, we really need to be concerned about what is the best way to position not just the Wolfpack, uh, but um, Super League for 2021, because decisions this year. Um, will impact uh, 2021. And so we want to make sure that, that the 2021 season is going to be an absolutely brilliant one. So whatever decisions on the remainder of the playing schedule, uh, the location of those games um, cannot be uh, impact 2021. This is a, our, our major concern, uh, including on the player welfare side. Now, before I ask my next question, you look like you lost a bit of weight, David. You, uh, you've been in hard training or have you been... Eating healthy? What, what's the story? Well, I mean, you know, and in in our uh, in my regular discussions with um, with Bob Hunter and uh, with Brian McDermott, uh, you know, everyone is fully aware that our squad. Uh, <laughs> working, working hard to impress um, uh, Big Mac. Uh, you know, I, obviously, in my mind, I can play any one of the uh, thirteen positions. <laughs> so, uh, you know, putting up, getting a bit of a few kilos was important. Somehow, uh, like some of my other lifestyle choices, I'm, I'm not sure which one. Now, we've been reading over here just in the last 24 hours about, um, you know, players haven't agreed to go back yet. And I think Mike Cooper said only three clubs. And then subsequently, I think Gareth Carvel has said six clubs. Uh, and we expected fixtures beyond uh, the resumption weekend to be announced. Uh, that hasn't happened. Um, can you give us an insight into what's happening there? Um, uh, you know, what, have uh, you know? Have your players agreed to go back? Um, is, is there is there a doubt that we will actually be back on the field on on August two? Well, I mean, and once again, a lot of people, you know, um, you know, sort of find it uh, slightly unusual that a, that an owner. Um, doesn't necessarily uh, know all the details, whether it be player signings or player transfers. You know, um, I'm very fortunate in that um, you know the the ops team led by uh, Bob Hunter uh, is good. So I, I I basically get a briefing, you know, when decisions are being made. Hmm. Um, and so I know that there are discussions. The actual details of those discussions, I'm I'm not aware uh, of. I know that there are issues with a number of squads um, on um, on the way that they're going to return back to play. 
but I, I think that that um, you know the, the issues on on pay and and, uh, and and percentages is only part of the the uh, the real issue. I think that the real focus should be on player welfare, uh, to making sure that if players, you know, when players and the games do proceed this year, that the player welfare is, is top of the priority list, mm. uh, and that means you know not playing. Um, uh, too frequently, so that the bodies have uh, a chance to uh, recover. Uh, I think, and uh, I think those are the where we should really be thinking, as well as the risk of um, COVID infections inside of a squad. Mm. Um, because uh, if if you don't address those issues and it's not safe to resume, then resumption should not occur. Right. Right. Okay. And are you satisfied that? That those conditions have been met, or you, or you've still got your own personal doubts about that. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I try to, you know, break everything down uh, uh, to numbers, uh, and uh, the UK has done, you know, very well in, in uh, at the moment in um, reducing the, the, the COVID spread rate, but it, it still is a, a big challenge, and, and I, I, I refer to like the major North American. Sporting leagues, where they've got you know a, a much bigger budget to quarantine players in, into locations, um, to limit um, you know spread of COVID, but you know you've got issues at the NBA level, you've got issues at the NHL level, you've got issues at M, uh, MLB Major League Baseball. You also have issues where um, uh, a, uh, a men's team in MLS has had to pull out of their tournament because they had a COVID spread. So at the last minute, a team had to withdraw. I think that announcement happened earlier this week uh, or late last week. And the same thing happened in a, I think it was in a um, either um, uh, the WNBA, which is the Women's National Basketball Association, a team had to withdraw, or, or the Women's uh, MLS League, where at the last minute, a team had to withdraw from their, their playing schedule for this year because of COVID spread. And you look at some of the other decisions that have been made in the Ivy League um, uh, sporting fall calendar. They've cancelled all Ivy League sporting uh, fixtures in mm-hmm. the fall. Mm-hmm. And, 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 of course, it's a different uh, environment in the U.S. compared to the U.K. So, you know, I, I, I think that there is, a, 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 there is definitely a risk out there that with a resumption of play this year for any sport in any league anywhere in the world, that the, the schedule might have to be redone because of the last-minute withdrawal because of COVID spread within inside of a team. Mm. And I think that's a really real risk. Mm. And it needs to be managed, and it's expensive to do that. Yeah. Will the Wolfpack get to play at home this season, do you think, David? No. Mm. Okay. Okay. How difficult has I mean, yeah. if you come to Canada, you, you, you've got a 14-day quarantine period. Hmm. Okay, okay. So any, any, any resumption uh, this season, uh, any schedule, you know, would require uh, Wolfpack to play all of its uh, games away. Right, right. Yeah, we'll- and, and you also, in, in, our, in our competition, of course, you've got, you've got Catalans. And so... You know, the, once again, um, you know, not having uh, you know schedule release, but you know, like how 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 is Catalans going to you know play the remainder of the season? Is it all going to be in the 
okay or will there be away games you know in Catalans you know what are the implications for that potential reintroduction of um, of covid travel bans uh, or uh, quarantine so there's there's a lot of issues to be considered and those things it's dynamic you can't just make a decision and ignore what is happening day to day so there's there's a lot of challenges out there you've fallen between the canadian that being said sorry being said i, I no, I'm just saying. That being said, I, I think it's very important uh, that that sports resume, um, but it has to be done safely, and player welfare has to be the number one uh, consideration, because players have families, uh, they have parents, they have children, and what you don't want to do is is um, is to put that as a, a secondary consideration. It should it should be the primary consideration. You've fallen between the UK government's assistance to sports and the Canadian government's assistance to sports and don't appear to have got much of anything from either. How, how big has the financial impact been of that situation? I mean, it, it's, it's been a, a very challenging, uh, a very challenging year because it's, um, you know, for 2020, of course, you know, we, we also re- do not receive any part of the TV rights and the central distribution. Um, Albeit, uh, from the history of the Wolfpack, our TV ratings uh, at League One and Championship level have been nothing short of, you know, outstanding. In fact, uh, um, our um, Million Pound games actually had better TV ratings uh, than I think every single uh, game last year and the year before. Uh, every Super League game had better TV ratings, uh, except for the Challenge Cup final uh, and. Uh, grand final so in our case you know we we don't receive government assistance on either side of the pond and the Wolfpack has not received any part of central distribution albeit we actually draw we outdraw um you know other teams as far as viewership around the world um except for the grand final and uh, the challenge cup finals for 18 and 19 now that's you know so you know we we have a lot of impasse um in, in not receiving benefits, and of course not receiving, uh, you know, what I think is is uh, uh, should be an equal distribution of of, uh, of our TV right money. Because remember, that money uh, is uh, retained uh, by the uh, Super League, um, you know, for for their cost. So mm. you know, this we have to get this matter resolved. Right. So m- perhaps next year, David, you do want a cut of. Uh of the TV money? Uh, I, I think we uh, deserve a cut, and I think we've earned a cut. Yeah, yeah. David, last week there was a vote on uh, whether the RFL and uh, Super League should get back together again after a couple of years apart. What, what was the, What's the club's position on that issue? It was very close, the vote. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, when the decision to for Super League and the RFL to have two independent, uh, you know, administration bodies and, you know, and to be run separately. You know, we, we were, you know, obviously in championship as, at that point. So we were not, in, we were not involved in, in those decisions. And in fact, you know, um, even though we're a member of a club of Super League, we're not a member of the RFL. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at Super League level, um, you know, as a, as a one twelfth. uh, um, a member club, uh, we, we, we do have the opportunity to express our views. 
the, the most important, you know, looking at the macro of the game uh, is is that um, the properties, the media properties that the RFL have, the media properties the Super League have, there are some benefits, in, I think, in, in marketing those properties together to get the best uh, television rights and to get the best sponsorship deals. So I think there's, there's, a, there's a way to, to increase the, the revenue coming into the game across all of the game in, in, in the UK. And I think by, by, uh, by having, having both organizations you know, market the whole uh, range of properties, I think is a good thing. I think there is some, some benefit there. Now, other people might have different views. I, I think that it makes sense. On the cost side, um, you know, you know, there are duplications of, of efforts, and so I think it also is uh, important to look at making sure that that uh, during these tough times, especially that the the costs of running Super League and the RFL be be um, optimized, and I think there are some optimizations uh, that can be achieved. So. Um, you know, as I say, not being involved in, in, in the decision or voted on the decision for the Super League and the RFL to go in, in their separate directions. Um, you know, the key is, is how, do you, how do you use the strengths and weaknesses, to, how do you use the strengths of both organizations, which are different, to actually improve greater participation and greater viewership uh, of Super League games. And, and the way that the Wolfpack sees our role is we are a great conduit to actually get wider awareness of the game in non-rugby league um, heartlands. Mm. So for us, you know, we want to continue to, to be part of a process that grows the awareness of, of rugby league around the world. And of course, the most valuable and lucrative market, potentially, uh, sporting market, entertainment market in the world is the United States. And, and that's what we see as, as our mandate is to, is to grow the awareness of uh, this brilliant game into North America. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like uh, the economies uh, and efficiencies of a reunification would be something that you, that the club favours. Judging by what you just said, is that is that accurate or not? Um, I, I think that in any business, you're always looking at maximising you know revenue uh, and becoming cost efficient. Mm-hmm. So um, the the information that I saw, it, it um, you know my interpretation of the information is. That there were ways, there were some maximizing of revenue opportunities between the two organizations, and there did appear to be some some uh, significant cost savings. So for me, I think you know that that should always be debated. Now, hmm. um, obviously, you've got um, you know you know some areas of conflict. For us, we 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 can leave the past behind because we weren't there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For us, we we have we have a forward thinking uh, uh, view. And you know you, you have to be uh, uh, you know cognizant of history uh, and previous relationships, but but we were never part of that. So for us, it's it's uh, very straightforward, saying that, that you know if everything is, is as it appears, then it, it makes sense to do some sort of cooperation on on growing the revenue pile, and this seems to make a lot of sense to do some sort of cost savings on on the organizations by combining. Uh, you know, functions which are currently done by both. You, um, I don't know if you remember Max Headroom from the 80s, but that when you see this back, you're going to laugh your head off. You look like Max Headroom uh, bouncing around there. Um, so um, uh, the other question I have is North America. You mentioned North America, Ottawa and New York, uh, and those teams seeking to enter League One. What do you, uh, is that the right way to 
to uh, to further expand into North America? Uh, are you monitoring those two projects? Uh, what are your thoughts? No, I, I think um, you know, Eric is, is hard charging, like always, on Ottawa. I think that that's a, a positive step for the game. Uh, and, you know, the, the nice thing, it's another Canadian team. So there's some, some benefits in, in making the awareness of the game in, in Canada higher because of, of uh, the efforts that, uh, that Eric's doing with Ottawa. So I think that's a very positive. The, the New York endeavor, um, you know, I, I say it's, uh, it's, it's a big one. It's a big ambition. Um, you know, New York's a very, very tough market. You know, two NBA, two NHL, two football, uh, you know, two soccer. Uh, it's, it's a big market. It is a very lucrative market potentially, but it's also a very crowded market. So I think uh, a lot of work has to go into prepping, you know, New York, I think, uh, to, to make sure that if they do come in, it is successful. Mm -hmm. it's, it's much more challenging than Toronto, and Toronto has been very challenging. Yeah, yeah. Mate, um, you say, obviously, you know, you sound very optimistic about the future despite the hardships of the last four months for the Wolfpack. What about for the other clubs in, uh, in Super League? Um, you know, they, the, the issue with not getting TV money is, 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 uh, is, is bad for you. But on the, on the other hand, you're not facing the prospect of perhaps having to pay some of the t TV money back because the players won't come back to training or the games don't start on time or you're not providing enough product. So that's going to be a big challenge for the other clubs in the competition. Um, do you have any concerns for the for the rest of the clubs in the competition? No, I mean the hello. I think we've lost uh, David. Everyone, um, the show normally goes for about half an hour. I think we've gone just under twenty minutes. So uh, I think some interesting uh, stuff there. Well, we perhaps wait for him to come back. I don't know. Uh, but, um, you know, his uh, comments uh, about, you know, he didn't want to say which way the club voted uh, regarding putting Super League um, and uh, the RFL back together. But he did um, indicate that um, they were in favour of that. Uh, he also had some concerns about the resumption of the competition. And if you've been following the press in the last couple of uh, days, there's been some real... Uh, worries um, from on the part of the um, well, firstly the players saying that they feel like they're being railroaded into taking pay cuts. Mike Cooper said on a on a podcast uh, that um, the only three clubs had agreed, and uh, you know, um, and again, if the if the games don't come back on time, as Gary Carter wrote in the Sun this morning, then the clubs are going to have to uh, the clubs are going to have to give Sky some of the money back, and so it has a, a cascading effect. Uh, not just on the games not happening uh, and the players going on strike, but then, you know, not being on strike, but I got, it depends if you want to call it a strike, but not only that, but then it costs the clubs more money and their ability um, to uh, their ability to meet their commitments uh, sinks uh, still further. Um, so uh, it really is a, a flash uh, point in, in, for the game in England at the moment and perhaps uh, it's going to expose a few uh, uh, weaknesses that have been there all along. At the moment, the RFL have uh, a big grant uh, from the government uh, to get themselves back on their feet. And the Players Association uh, under Gareth Carvel is negotiating to allow the sport to keep some of that money, not have to repay it. Uh, so anyway, I hope uh, David hasn't come back yet. So I think we might, uh, we might end the show here. But uh, 
really appreciate your time. I think it's, it was good while it lasted with Max Hedra in there. Uh, and uh, I think we just had some technical issues there where uh, David's um, uh, connection uh, dropped out. So we'll leave it there. Thank you uh, very much, everybody, for uh, joining us on uh, White Line Fever Kicks uh, this afternoon or this evening um, if you're in Australia. And don't forget the podcast uh, is available. It's at Wooshka. Uh, just to search White Line Fever Kicks. I'll be turning this into a podcast uh, pretty quickly. Uh, also, uh, it's available on uh, Facebook. Uh, obviously, when I stop broadcasting now, it'll be available on Facebook. It'll be uploaded uh, to YouTube as well. And you can get all your uh, Toronto Wolfpack gear at Mascord Browns, M-A-S-C-O-R-D-B-R-O-N-Z. Uh, and uh, or else you can, uh, in Australia, you can get it at... Uh, mascobrowns.com uh, au Toronto Wolfpack jerseys uh, singlets uh, hoodies uh, you know everything yeah Toronto Wolfpack stuff okay I think that's about it for us uh, we'll see you this time next week uh, goodbye <laughs>